0: Hello, cryptonauts. Today is June 27th, 2020. And on today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to go back a day or two, I think like two or three days, to talk about the news in top 10 of June 25th. With that said, I am your host, Blockchain John. CryptoNuts. before we get started i want to remind you that there is a discord channel available and i will leave a link in the description below with that said oh also if you want to collaborate on my podcast you can reach out to me through the anchor app or through the discord app with that said let's get started with your top 10 exchanges so this is going to be pretty quick starting off with okx in first place in second place we have coinbase pro in third place, we have Bitthumb. In fourth place, we have Kraken. In fifth place, we have Bitstamp. In sixth place, we have Qcoin. Seventh place, Gate.io. And in eighth place, we have Poloniex. In ninth place, we have BTC Turk Pro. And in 10th place, we have Bitbank. All right, CryptoNuts, that is your top 10 exchanges with that said your total market cap is at 257.2 billion dollars with an overall 2.5 percent down loss all right kryptonauts let's get started with your crypto news of that day Cryptonauts, before we get started, I just want to remind you that we are using decrypt.co to get our news, and we're using coingaggo.com to get our top 10. So with that said, let's get it started with the news. WhatsApp signal privacy at risk from new anti-encryption bill. Republican lawmakers in the United States are pushing a bill that would force tech companies to comply with lawful access to encrypted messages. If the bill makes it through the legislature, it could effectively put an end to the privacy feature found in messaging apps such as WhatsApps, Signal, and Telegram. The Lawful Access to Encrypted Data Act was introduced on Tuesday by three senators and calls for an end to the warrant-proof encryptions that prevented law enforcement from gaining access to smartphone data during criminal investigations. The three senators, Tom Cotton, Marsha Blackburn, and Senton, Judiciary Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham have a history of opposing encryptions on smartphones. They claim encryption adds a little to the security of the communication of the ordinary user, but it is a serious benefit for those who use for the Internet for illicit purposes. All right. Okay. Next, news. Wirecard files for insolvency after billion went missing. Wirecard has filed for insolvency today due to a 1.9 billion euro hole in its finances. It filed the application in Munich. Wirecard is a German digital payment company which operates several crypto debit cards. They include Crypto.com and 10x, which have stated that they are materially unaffected by Wirecard's lost funds. On June 18th, Wirecard announced that its auditor, Ernest & Young has discovered a 1.9 billion euro hole in its balance sheet, around 80% of its net cash, according to Bloomberg. The following day, its CEO stepped down after an arrest warrant was put out for him. He handcuffed himself. He hand he handed himself to the police. What <laughs> former CEO Dr. Marcus Braun is accused of lying to others about the missing money. Wirecard said that the money probably does not exist and that it had misled investors about how how it's made its profits. It has since withdrawn its annual accounts and its stock prices have plummeted. Wow, that is it. Wow, man, they're launching fireworks like there's no tomorrow. It's not even 4th of July yet. All right. Next news, Monaco picks official provider for security token offerings, Hmm, blockchain startup Tokeny Solutions is set to become the government of Monaco's de facto blockchain-based tokenization platform, a memorandum of understanding signed between the pair aims to foster greater compliance and quality to tokenize financial instruments in the country. Monaco will encourage project developments by granting an official seal of approval, a mandatory label issued by the Ministry of State to qualifying projects. Monaco is moving towards its ambition to become a funding nation Progress with our STO framework, explained Frederick Genta. Let's see. Two key milestones were achieved. A dedicated STO law was voted by the National Councils and were welcoming tokening to the Principality to operate our STO. The lack of high quality tokenized assets has been a stumbling block for the tokenization industry, says Luke Falimpin, CEO of Tokeny Solutions. With the mandatory label, projects selected by the Principality of Monaco will be easily recognized by investors as serious and quality investment opportunities. Then the rights of investors will be guaranteed by their on-chain identity. For issuer, AML and KYC will be automatically enforced if in any transfer, he added. The partnership comes soon after the Principality passed a bill sanctioning security token offerings Alongside the bill, Monaco intends to issue a regulatory framework further aiding the tokenization sector. All right, next news. A hacker group stole $200 million from five Bitcoin exchanges. What? A single hacker group has stolen $200, $200, around a million, what, typos, $200 million. In cryptocurrency from exchanges. Whoa, this sentence is completely screwed up. Who wrote this? I gotta give Robert Stevens credit for that. The group, which Clear Sky calls CryptoCore, whom the firm believes operated out of the Eastern Europe, has been targeting crypto exchanges since 2018. The group targeted mainly targeted exchanges. What the heck is this person writing? Though the rogue crypto gang has managed to take home over $200 million in two years, ClearSky believes that the group is not extremely technically advanced. Instead, it is swift, persistent, and effective. The gang CryptoCore accesses crypto wallets owned by exchanges and employees. Here's how it works. CryptoCore starts with an extensive reconnaissance phase against the company and its employees. The gang warm warm their way through the spear phishing attacks which involves emailing an executive from an accountant from an account that looks like a bona fide higher-ranking employee, either from the same organization or from one that they're partnered with. Once the network has been infiltrated, the gang installs malware and gain access to the executive's password man- uh, manager accounts where all, the to- where all the keys and crypto wallets are stored. Then they wait should multi-factor authentic- authentication be removed so the gang acts immediately and responsibly and drains funds. From the wallets set clear sky. Wow. That's tough. Next news. No sanctions for Craig Wrights in Bitcoin legal drama. US District Judge Beth Bloom has denied the Clemen Estates motion to impose sanctions on self-proclaimed Bitcoin creator Craig Wright in its in the ongoing legal battle over his alleged 1.1 million BTC over $10 $1 billion today. The case has has been cleared to go to trial by jury on July 6th with Wrights as an expert witness according to court order published on June 24th. As Decrypt reported previously, the lawsuit was filed by Ian Cleman who alleges that Wright took possession of the 1.1 billion million Bitcoin that was mined by Wright and his alleged partners the late David Cleman from 2009 to 2011 according to Platon's plaintiff's legal team, Wright should transfer a portion of his alleged BDC cash to Kleman estate. During the course of legal proceedings, Kleman state, stated that Wright committed perjury, produced forgeries, and engaged in judi- judicial abuse, which served as a basis for the plaintiffs to request sanctions against Wright instead of, the pre- instead of proceeding to trial. Wright later Parried these accusations with the claim that he was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder with high intelligence... (laughs) What? Hold on a second. What the heck is... Let me read this again. Listen to this. Wright later parried these accusations with the claim that he was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder with high intellectual skills, which should be taken into the account when the court is assessing him... His somewhat contradictory statement, Wright also requested to allow a licensed clinical psychologist to appear in court as an expert witness. In the court order, Judge Bloom acknowledged the plaintiffs de- uh, depict unsettling issues that, deca- that cast out whether defendant has committed perjury, produced forgeries, and engaged in judi- judicial abuse, but ultimately decided that these determinations are factual inferences. Are best suited for a jury to make as fact finder at trial, not for the court to make. Now, Wright will get his day in court after all, according to his billionaire friend, the Bitcoin SV advocate Calvin Airey. One thing they might discuss in Wright's recent claim to own the funds that were stolen from crypto exchange Mt. Gox in 2011, his lawyers claimed that he owned a Bitcoin address that received $79. 1,956 Bitcoin worth $751 million today taken from the exchange. Wright s- started five Libel lawsuits against members of the crypto community last year. In late May, Wright lost his Libel court case against Bitcoin.com founder Roger Ver, who Wright claimed libelled Libeled? Libeled him by calling him a fraud. Wright later dropped his case against Blockstream CEO Adam Beck and Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin, yet he's still suing podcaster Peter McCormack, but will he be any more successful? Jeez Louise, this guy's something else. He's something else, I tell you. Let's go. Next news. We actually have a lot of news, so I'm probably going to skip over a few of these. Too much news for today. Too much news. Let's see. No sanctions. Oh, I already said that. Uh, Google Chrome Store was told about fake, fake Bitcoin apps before $113,000 theft. Okay. Tracking the Plus token funds over Ethereum blockchain, consensus, and AMD raised $20 million, $20 million for blockchain cloud service. This libertarian Bitcoin trader wants to build a city on the sea. Hmm. Bitcoin Payment Processor BTC Pay nabs its biggest grant yet. Okay, let's really quick look at that. Cryptocurrency exchange Kraken today announced that it has awarded a grant of $150,000 worth of BTC to BTC Pay, an open-source Bitcoin payments processor. According to a post from Kraken, the grant was made in honor of the United Nations Micro Small and Medium-Sized Enterprises Day this Saturday, June 27th. The exchange pointed that the processor's open-source nature free integration and censorship-resistant nature as reasons why it chose to award the grant. Kraken also implemented BTC Pay support with its CryptoWatch platform back in March. Okay, next news. Ethereum's high block gas limit doesn't mean lower prices. Since last Thursday, the network's top mining pools have been quietly signaling to increase the limit from 10000 to 12500 per block the highest block gas limits that networks has ever operated. It's a move which could increase the transaction throughput of the network, helping it handle new bouts of transaction activity. But that won't necessarily mean transacting on Ethereum is getting any cheaper. Just like any network participants, miners can't change Ethereum's code directly, at least not without first going through Ethereum's code acceptance process called Ethereum's Improvement Proposal EIPs. Still, they have the power to adjust the block gas limit by raising or lowering it by 0.1% of the previous block. At the time of writing, the vote from miners to raise the block gas limits appeared to be unanimous. Data from its Ether scan shows top mining pools' Ether. Wow. Okay. Date. hmm. Okay. All right. Data from Etherscan shows top mining pools, Ethermine Sparks Pool. Okay. Alright, the bike is gone. Let's continue. Ethermine Sparks Pool and F2 Pool, which together accounts for roughly 57.2% of the network, all working together to increase the overall block gas limit. Bitflyer, the mining company behind mining, tweeted that the move could benefit Ethereum users. In theory, this means that Ethereum network has now the capability of handling 44 transactions per second instead of 35. The company wrote, calling it another huge milestone for the community. Stepping back, the, gas block, the, the block gas limit refers to the maximum amount of gas or transaction fees that can be included in a single block. In theory, this means that miners can process more transactions per block without impacting the gas price that Ethereum users are paying. All right, next news. Bitfinex creators start decentralized live stream marketplace. Okay, what's this about? The creator of crypto exchange, Bitfinex, has come out with Dazzer, a peer-to-peer decentralized content marketplace. On Dazzer, those who code, though, on Dazzer whose code is up on GitHub, content creators can't instantly build a marketplace create video content and live stream directly to an audience via an open source hyper-scalable protocol for data streams," it wrote in a press release today. Rather than relying on third-party content production sites like Patreon or OnlyFans, content creators on Dazzler Vision, Dazzler's applications are only beholden to its open source protocol. A user can host websites, stream information, and provide services in a peer, peer-to-peer fashion without middlemen," it wrote. Cool. Next news. ISIS shuns Bitcoin embraces privacy coin Monero for donations. What? (laughs) Really quick, really quick, let's read this. Only terrorists use Bitcoin, cry the the staunchest naysayers. Well, not ISIS, not anymore. The infamous terrorist group has reportedly chucked Bitcoin in favor of its privacy-focused cousin Monero. According to Israeli blockchain analysis analytics firm Whitestream. The syndicate has updated one of its Onion addresses website to indicate that it will now exclusively accept Monero for cryptocurrency donations. What? Whitestream is the same firm that told the New York Times last year that the terrorist group were increasingly turning to crypto for funding. ISIS and, and other terrorist groups have accepted Bitcoin donations since at least 2014. But these fundraising options have lately come under heavier scrutiny from governments and law enforcement officials as over time bitcoin's popularity has increased while blockchain analytics has increased well, blockchain analytics software has made it easier to trace funds on bitcoin's public blockchain this is presumably the reason for this switch to monero a so called privacy coin that is meant to be more anonymous than the pse- pse- pseudonymous bitcoin Unlike Bitcoin, whose address are public public on the blockchain for anyone to see, Monero transactions are blinded, meaning only the sender and receiver know the full amount that has been transacted. Monero wallets can also generate stealth addresses that obscure ownership of wallets. Interesting. Next news, Coinbase opens up trading for DeFi token Compound. Coinbase is getting in on DeFi's hottest new token. Coinbase announced today the introduction of Compound's Comp token across all its platforms. Really? Coinbase announced today the introduction of Compound's Comp token across all its platforms, enabling everyday crypto users to buy, transfer, or store Comp along with other cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and Ethereum. It's a big step in DeFi's journey from the niche crypto crypto use case to dominate crypto narrative, and it's likely to introduce a swath of new users to the budging group of financial protocols. Compound is a decentralized financial protocol that allows borrowing tokens locked as liquidity by other users. The Comp token is used for governance of the protocol, giving holders the right to vote on changes to the protocol, like interest rates for stable coin deposits. You know, I'm kind of... Wow, another firework. Okay, um, honestly, I'm actually a little nervous about comp token just because I don't like that they're locked up like that, but it is what it is. maybe uh, maybe they know more than I do. I don't know. Next news. Let's see here. Disgraced lobbyist Jack Abernoff pleads guilty to crypto related fraud. What? The Securities and Exchange Commission today charged NAC Foundation, its CEO, Marcus Andrade, a political lobbyist, Jack Abramoff, with conducting an illegal offering of AML Bitcoin, a cryptocurrency they touted as a better version of Bitcoin. According to its press release, the SEC alleges the NAC Foundation raised at least $5.6 million from more than 2,400 investors by selling tokens that could later be converted to AML Bitcoin. AML stands for Anti-Money Laundering. The company claimed its patent-pending technology was better than Bitcoin because it was compliant with anti-money laundering and know-your-customer laws and could not be stolen. But the SEC, which filed two separate complaints, one against the NAC Foundation and Andrade, another against Abramoff, asserted that, that in reality none of those capabilities existed and AML Bitcoin and its blockchain had barely been developed at all. According to regulators, Andrade falsely claimed that multiple govern- government agencies, including the, the Panama Canal Authority and the Port of San Francisco, were negotiating to use AML Bitcoin. And both Andrade and Abr- Abramoff falsely claimed that they were advertising AML Bitcoin during the NFL Super Bowl in an effort to drum up interest in the offering. Scammers! Next news! Let's see. Telegram to return $1.2 billion under proposed settlement with SEC. Telegram and the SEC at odds since October over the $1.7 billion ICO for the Messenger Apps blockchain project have finally agreed on how to settle the 8-month-long court case. Having since abandoned the Telegram open network, Telegram, which operates A messenger app with over 400 million users has reached an agreement with the SEC over what to do next. Under the proposed settlements filed today by the SEC, Telegram would return $1.224 billion of its $1.7 billion raised to investors. The unspent portion of the money is raised from investors minus the money uh, Telegram has already given back to investors or any money that investors offer to loan Telegram. Today's proposed settlement re- reconfirms our commitment to repay the remaining funds to purchasers under the purchase agreement. We've already repaid more than $1.2 billion to the purchasers either directly in the form of loans, said Pavel Durov, CEO of Telegram and his personal Telegram group. Telegram must also pay the SEC a civil penalty of $18.5 million and must provide the SEC with 45 days notice if it wants to attempt a token sale again. Okay, next news, let's see here. Stable coins are not driving central bank's digital currency race, BIS reports. Central bank digital currencies, CBDCs, could end up being a game changer for governments around the world. The Bank for International Settlements has said in a report, in its annual economic report Published yesterday, the BIS, a body of up to 60 of the world's central banks, said the CBDCs could amount to the sea change to tackle existing shortcomings central banks around the world face. CBDCs could offer a new, safe, trusted, and widely accessible digital means of payments and go much further, the report said. The BIS added competition among private sectors, intermediaries, new standards for safety, and continued innovations and in payments. Commerce and finance could all benefit from bank, banks adopting CBDCs. Okay, next news. We're almost done. I think we're almost done. I don't know. There was like a ton of news. A ton of news. Let's see. Next news. Uh, DeFi. Hold on. Let's see. How many do we have? One, two, three. Three more, three more, three more. DeFi protocol balancer stops crypto exchange from gaming Bal-, BAL. Does a Discord chat count as DeFi? That's the question many industries observers are pondering after balancer's lab- labs held just a just such a vote in response to the unexpected exploit in the distributions of balancer's BAL governance tokens. Yesterday, just after DeFi protocol, balancer had begun distributing BAL at the FTX crypto exchange uncovered a way to unfairly capture well over 50% of ballot distributions. The ordeal raised questions about what's fair and who decides as millions of dollars locked in DeFi protocols transition to the stewardship of decentralized governance token holders. Next news. Uh, Let's see here. $1 billion in Bitcoin options expire tomorrow. Here's what that means. A billion dollar batch of Bitcoin options is set to expire tomorrow. And that means a $1 billion question mark on where the price of Bitcoin is headed next, depending on whether traders decide to take their options or walk. Data from SKU indicates that some 114,000 option contracts from across Bitcoin's regulated and unregulated derivatives markets are set to expire tomorrow. This could mean Bitcoin's market could be in for some volatility starting tomorrow as traders decide to either sell, buy, or cast aside the options they've taken out to trade Bitcoin. But a market move isn't guaranteed. Nicholas Pelicanos of the NEM Venture Fund told Decrypt that, in reality, the contract's expirations might not have a large impact on price. Most of the options that traders picked, he said, are either too low on the sell side or too high on the buy side. I don't expect that the expiration will have a massive impact on the BTC price. The open interest is is largest on the call around $10,000 and puts below $9,000, he said, meaning that those who took out those options won't make any profit on the trade if they pull the trigger. Hmm. Well then, next news. Let's see. Where are we at? Last. No. Wait. What? Last news? Yes. Last news. Finally. We're at the end. Republic aims to make venture capitalists of us all with token sales. ICOs may be dead, but at least one company think that there's still a healthy appetite for everyday investors to put their money in startups. After waiting for more than a year, members of the investing platform Republic can buy digital tokens called Republic Notes on July 16th. Republic note holders receive shares of profits from Republic's investments in startups and private equities once those companies exit. Republic Core, the company's tech hub, is selling $8 million of Republic notes, tokens valued at $0.12 cents each, two or 700,000 members. It says token holders will also receive perks like investment vouchers, waitlist priorities and other platform tokens. A spin-off of AngelList Republic started off as a crowdfunding platform that allowed not only accredited but also non-accredited investors to put their money into early stage venture. The note is a, is a new rift on, on that existing model. Those who buy note tokens are in line to earn stable coins payout proportional to their holdings. Awesome. All right. We are done. Finally done. I can finally go for my run. Let's go ahead and put in like what four miles. We're gonna do four miles. Four miles. Let's go. I wish I could get paid to run every day. Actually, there is an app for that. It's called Sweat Coins. It is, um, how do I say this? It does track your run, but it doesn't really pay you much. And whatever it does pay you, if you can, if you actually accumulate enough of it, you can only take basically just, just, just take up on their offerings. You can't cash it out. You, you pretty much just buy or you, you exchange your tokens for whatever gift they're offering at the moment, which they're not even gift cards. It would be nice to at least have like a $5 gift card option on there. I would buy a few of those. But right now, they pretty much don't have anything exciting on there at all. I just, I have the app. I'm, accu- I'm accu- accumulating sweat coins and hopefully, One day in the future, maybe a couple years down the road, they'll decide to finally put things on blockchain. And hopefully by then, I can put my sweat coins on the exchange and sell them for Bitcoin. So with that said, cryptonauts, I'm out of here. I'm going to go run. I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.